I'm Lige. I'm Kohana. And, and this, this is Straight Ahead. Welcome back to another episode of Straight Ahead. Thanks so much to everyone for listening to our first episode and writing in with your support. We got so many wonderful messages about our interview with Lale and truly couldn't have been more touched. We've got some exciting plans coming up and a few really fun interviews with some of our favorite animators. We'll be releasing a new episode every other Monday, but for the time being, you can follow either of us on Instagram for updates. But today, we'll be interviewing two incredibly talented artists that we're honored to call our friends. Do you guys want to introduce yourselves? Okay. I can go first, because I'm awake. <laughs> I'm Jeanette. Um, I'm an animator slash filmmaker and a current student at CalArts majoring in experimental animation. I'm half Japanese, half Filipino, and I'm queer. Um, I picked up animation as a kid, but I kept the hobby kind of like a secret pretty much all the way until the end of high school. Um, but I've always viewed it as something very personal and intimate for myself. So that's kind of how I got to where I am. Perfect. And Oli Oli, do you want to introduce yourself? Hey, I'm Oli Oli. <laughs> I'm an illustrator and bug lover <laughs> um, who grew up on the island of Maui. I'm like, I'm half white and um, Samoan. I grew up drawing like like copying like pokemon and like doodling like unicorns with friends and it just kind of stuck with me <laughs> um until i got into like anime but i never really considered art as a career until i had like until i went to high school where my i had a really nurturing art teacher who encouraged me and like pushed me to like do like an ap portfolio and stuff and yeah that just like helped me gain the confidence to move forward with art. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, how did the two of you meet? Or how do you know each other? Oh, mwah. Instagram? We <laughs> wait, okay, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> okay, fine, you go, whatever. <laughs> I, I mean, I followed you on Instagram and I remember our first interaction was me sharing one of your animations and being like, just gushing about it, being like, how do I marry an animation? And you messaged me, just something sweet, and being like, I was just like, I love your art, and you're like, no way, I love your art too, and I was like, what? No! <laughs> Ew! When, when was this? Oh my god, two years ago? A year and a half ago? Maybe? I think I was a sophomore. Um, so are you two working on any projects right now together or independently? And if so, could you tell us about what you're working on? Um, right now, I'm just busy with work. I work for like an uh, education company called Amplify and we're like revamping some old readers. So that's really just like been my quarantine time and projects. But when I'm finished with this project, I hope that I can work on a small comic for Zine Hug, a, a Rizzo comic. Just something about butterflies because I'm really into butterflies and always will be. Um, 
And besides that, I just draw fan art. <laughs> when you do Rizzo, do you do your own separations usually? Um, yeah, I'm still like a novice at it. I took a class at school where I was like still learning and I kind of just focused on like two color and then experimenting with like what kind of inks they have. But I haven't really tried where you do like color beforehand and then color separate it. Um, Jeanette, are you working on anything you would you would care to share? Yes, I'm working on my graduation film right now. Um, and it's about this child waiting for their mom to come home from work. Um, and sort of like how in that empty time you use your imagination to like fill it and make it more exciting. Um, so a lot of that imagery is going to be based off my own life. And it takes a lot of elements from Japanese folklore and traditional art, which I'm really excited about. Um, so that's going to be like my year, almost my entire rest of my year working on that. Oh, that sounds that sounds really exciting. I mean, I'm I'm already beaming about it. Could the two of you tell us a bit about the Ricky Reed visualizer that you worked on together? Um, like, how was that experience of working with a friend and, like, animating still images? Okay, so, um, before that, I had done a little spot for Netflix where I was able to hire a friend, and I was like, whoa, <laughs> that's kind of, like, the coolest thing ever to, like, give someone money that's, like, not yours. <laughs> um, so when I got the opportunity for this visualizer, I was like, yes, I would love to have Oli on this. Because um, I already had images of like water and oceans um, coming to mind for it. And they were letting me be really um, open about it, which is a blessing if you've done client work before. <laughs> um, um, so yeah, I was like, I think Oli would be perfect for this. Um, and I asked him to do some visual development and some designs. And some of those ended up in the final product, which was really great and unexpected. I didn't think I was gonna do that. <laughs> but yeah, I like I like working with friends. Um, and they always surprise you, you know. Um, Oli definitely worked overtime, which he wasn't supposed to. And I <laughs> I'm a slow worker. I'm always gonna work overtime. <laughs> you did so, you blew me away. Um, yeah, yeah, you just like overperformed, uh, flexing on it, whatnot. Um, but what he did basically inspired how I carried on with the rest of it, which I love that back and forth. And he really delivered. I'm glad <laughs> that it worked out. I'm always like, imposter syndrome being like oh my god I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> but baby no <laughs> but I know that it's always better to take opportunities especially when it's with people that you love um I think working with friends is actually like really great because there's just like a level of comfort and trust there and it's just like fun and it makes you want to like produce more just because it's just a joyful thing that you guys can like share together. So I'm really glad that 
June gave me <laughs> this this moment to work with them. Um, yeah, we like both like at Ottawa we saw Children of the Sea. It's kind of like I don't know if it was a premiere, but like we saw on the big screen, and it was just like blow your brains, <laughs> inspirational, and that kind of like for the designs that I made. I just let the ocean inspire me. <laughs> I tried different things. Um, also, I was just inspired by like experimental animation in general, how you guys kind of like experiment. So my process was, I use watercolors because it's what I have and it does its own thing and it's really nice. And I think that's like the best way to replicate nature or like imitate it um and i was able to so natural sorry Hmm? to cut in but like everything you gave was felt so natural and yet it was like really digitally processed at the same time but like yeah 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 you captured it you captured it (laughs) thank you i i start traditional and then i i go into like photoshop and i play with all the effects because they're like really fun and they always generate something surprising um so it wasn't just like scans of watercolor sketches that you had done and then just like sent straight to Jeanette it was like this sort of extra step of digital editing and then sending them off Mm -hmm. um do you do that with most of your work like the physical the digital I do that a lot just to like spruce it up a bit uh, I used the divide or like exclusion filter a lot on things, which give it like maybe like sort of a haunting effect that, um, you know, I'm not that good enough to like do it traditionally. So it's always fun to just try things out and see what happens. I even like, I like scanned in like plastic wrap and use it on some of my water color stuff to get more texture but that that was like inspired by like experiment experimental animation and how you guys just do fun stuff so i was like you know i'm gonna scan a little (laughs) textures (laughs) that's so cool you didn't tell me you did that (laughs) i'm looking at what you gave me now so oli oli would you want to work on anything else that's like animated after doing this project or do you th- do you think you kind of want to stick to comics for now i mean it seems like you definitely draw inspiration from experimental animation and stuff in your still work um and like a lot of your comics feel like they're moving to me so just wondering like if that's something you'd ever want to explore again or not i think definitely this is only like the beginning of first little step um yes. i think i don't have like the stamina that animators do to do like so many iterations of like frames and like but i do like i'll like sit and i'll like imagine like an animation and i'm like oh, if i don't want to do if i don't have the energy for an animation maybe i'll make it a comic or if i don't have the energy <laughs> for a comic maybe i'll make it a single <laughs> illustration <laughs> but i definitely want to try more stuff I bought a light box recently, so 
<laughs> it's the first step. <laughs> yeah. The gateway drug, dude. <laughs> it's over for you. Welcome. You're an animator now. Because <laughs> the only other like animation thing I did was like a small little chopstick animation. But I didn't like use a light box or anything. I just kind of like eyeballed it and drew these four frames next to each other and then scanned them in. But even that was like nice. It's really satisfying to see things move. And I really admire all you animators for being able to do that. <laughs> we all admire you for being able to do like, yeah. To capture the movement without actually having to make it move is a whole other skill in and of itself. Thank you. <laughs> Still learning. Glad to hear that. <laughs> All are. Um, but speaking of that sort of just that like process of sort of like learning all of these new materials, Jeanette, your work just, I mean, you know, it's so consistently dreamy and really like granular and wonderful. And you've shared some of um, in the past these like breakdown videos of of your process on on instagram that have been like super illuminating to just watch and like the transparency of it has been really touching for me to just see but how did you arrive at this workflow like what attracts you to creating these images in this sort of way um i guess first i think I, I really think that like skill sharing within like our tiny community is really important. Um, and same goes for like making animation feel more accessible and approachable to anyone of like any skill level. Um, and so a After Effects is like definitely like so scary. So like when I first encountered it, I was like freaked out in my mind, but I also was also like, so intriguing and like exciting to me um but I feel like any sort of like encouragement and curiosity are gonna be like the essential traits um to like getting started on something um so yeah After Effects is like my my playground <laughs> it's like kind of where I found myself thriving um for the past three years since I started using it um, because you never really run out of things to learn or discover with it. And I honestly, I honestly view it like an entire medium in itself. If that doesn't sound too crazy, no, not I feel all. like, yeah, I feel like it's its own. It's like as viable as a paintbrush. It's so crazy. Um, so that's, that's what attracted me to working like that is just, how how curious it made me and how excited it made me i guess just going off of that i remember a post that you made i think like last year or something where you printed i think every third frame slightly smaller to do kind of like a shifting flicker focus kind of thing what's your process for developing like experimental techniques like that how would you arrive at a process like that, for example, rather than just playing around in After Effects until you come up with something that you like? Yeah, um, where that one, it started because I really wanted to get that like nice printed texture on my frames. 
Um, and so I like started printing the frames out and then I was like, what if I could get more texture? <laughs> you know, you get like a little greedy. <laughs> um, and so I like started playing with like degrading it and then like getting some nice dottiness at a resolution. And then I was like, what could I do with like this assortment of degradations and resolutions, et cetera, et cetera. So it's kind of like for exploring new techniques as one thing is naturally gonna fall into another thing. Um, and you can only get as far as you can get by like this desire and want to push it further and as far as you can. Um, so I think you just need, you need like a little mad scientist in you, you know? Um, a lot of development is, I feel like it boils down to like your own curiosity and then also having the resources to execute it. Um, and if you don't have the resources, unfortunately, like I am without being able to go onto campus anymore, because um, that's why I could like afford to print hundreds of pieces of paper in full color. Um, but yeah, you just, you just need to want to like do that. Um, and I'd never thought it would like come down to like um, something so specific, you know, like using a small frame to make it look blurrier. It sort of just fell right. into that, you know, <laughs> but that was exciting. It looks exciting too. And the process is playful and the work is playful. It all sort of like comes really wonderfully full circle. Yeah. I also, I also just like appreciate that I was never really like technically trained. <laughs> You know, like how some kids in high school have like studio classes and like all that. But I always have wanted to have fun with my process. Um, and I like truly can't wrap my head around people who are like, art should be painful. You should be like hating yourself at the end of the day. And it's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, are you okay? <laughs> um, but I, I don't know, I get so much out of it. Yeah, just by having a little having a little blast like the moment it becomes too painful or it's not going in a particularly helpful or happy direction it's like you know what I can move on and like try something else what do you mean by not being studio trained like what sort of um, art making are you doing pre-cal arts I was just kind of animating for myself um like I said it was like my little secret thing so <laughs> I didn't really have social media either and I think all these things really helped me with just how I view my art and my practice is very personal. Yeah. When did you both start sharing your art? And what's like the process been like for like your audience and how you share your art with those people who follow you? Well, Ollie is like Twitter famous. So why don't you go <laughs> first? <laughs> um my first experience with sharing art was on my 3ds <laughs> maybe yes. like maybe like i don't know eighth ninth grade i have mine in the other room <laughs> people i never had flip note but like i had colors live which was like a really simple painting program and i would just like make stuff on there and post it <laughs> and that's how i like had a little friendly internet community that got me through high school but um Instagram I guess like I kind of like made an art account um my freshman year in college and 
just posted whatever I made there. <laughs> and honestly, like, um, social media was like nice for posting, but I didn't really like interact with anyone. But I slowly did just started making friends and through them, like sharing my work and being like super supportive and excited about things I made, like community following, um, meeting new people just grew from there. I think just posting things that I liked <laughs> and that, that made me excited, also made my friends excited and your web grows from there. I don't really know what I'm talking about here, but. <laughs> no, I, I also feel like there's definitely a difference between sharing work that you do for commission or work that you're not too excited about and then sharing work that you really love and sharing work that you are really excited about, if that yeah, makes any people sense. People want to see what you enjoy. No one wants to see it's an artist being miserable, but. <laughs> I, I beg to differ there, but... Not that we're not all, like, sad, but it's... No, we're no, good. No. Oh my gosh. Ollie's really good at reaching out to people, like anyone, and just being like, here's this post I think you might like. <laughs> and it's great. That's, like, the like, smallest way to, like, make a little connection. But his web is large. Like, Twitter started... It just started kind of like snowballing. And honestly, I feel like fan art is what, where most people find you and like latch onto you. But like, I only started getting followers like end of 2019, mostly in 2020. And now I have like 11K and it kind of freaks me out because like, you know, imposter syndrome, like I'm still just posting like tiny little things that I like and I'm just like is this really worthy of like this many people following me but I try not to get wound up in it and it's it's just Twitter it's just Instagram like keep posting what you want to post on it like I like to post in the middle of the night when no one's awake so I so it feels like I'm just like posting and no one sees it like I don't know it's secret <laughs> to like these amazing little little parcels from you, Jeanette. Do you have like any reactions to this as well? Just like the question and the sort of um, like. Oh my gosh! I'm remembering in middle school when I asked my mom if I could have a Deviant Art account, and she said no, and then I cried myself to sleep. <laughs> But maybe she was doing me a favor because I really like this disconnection that I kind of fell into this, that whole, you know, artist on social media where it's like, this has to, like my feed has to look nice and like put together and like I'm making a brand and whatever. But it's like, no, like I kind of like stepping back and being like, well, I'm like making this thing. Maybe you'll have the high honor of taking a peek at it. <laughs> if I feel like exporting a video just for Instagram <laughs> one day. <laughs> um, <laughs> but now like my focus is more so on Patreon and just getting like these free little tutorials out and you can pop by if you want. Cause what's great about that is I have no idea like who's visiting the page or even if anyone's getting anything out of it, <laughs> but it's nice to be like, here's this little, it feels more like a, 
To me, I like to use it more like a journal. I've known of both of your works for just like kind of a while now. Before like I had publicly come out and everything too, and just seeing is like especially seeing queer and like queer artists and queer artists of color who are making work about those specific experiences and being like really vocal and just like open and playful about it was really touching to me and I know was also touching to everyone else who was also gawking at your work and like in awe um you know like Ollie Ollie was making all these beautiful books about like coming out to his parents and Jeanette had made that like beautiful film about Obon and like I was so excited to see all of that um and you know and of course like queerness and being artists of color are gonna affect like the work that you're putting out it's impossible for it not to but if you feel comfortable could you tell us a bit about just the process of telling these sorts of stories through your work and any special joys you felt from doing that or any difficulties or anxieties sort of in the process of making work about these really very intimate parts of your lives? I mean, I always make those things for myself first and foremost. Um, like my little butterfly coming out book. It was for, <laughs> it was actually like for a school project where I was taking a book binding class and it was just like our last one. They're like, make whatever you want to do. And I was gonna go home for break and I wanted to make something to encourage myself uh, and to also like sort my feelings, like preparing myself of like what I wanted to like give my parents. Um, And in terms of like sharing it, like at first I thought, oh, I gotta like stop posting everything I make on social media or like posting too much personal stuff because I felt like maybe it would water down my own experiences. But it's always like, fuck it. Like I want <laughs> to share this part of myself with people that I care about. And a lot of those are found friends that are near and far. I think in high school, I was really like harsh on myself and really like, you know, full of despair and like, <laughs> I don't know, queer things. <laughs> but um, now I just want to because I was so harsh on myself and when I was a little younger, I like to make things that are more gentle and just full of joy for myself and others. And it's really nice to feel supported. I want to praise Oli for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Let me do it. Let me publicly humiliate you. But yeah, it's like Oli has this like great way of like, like, Sometimes you know when you see something so like gentle and like knowing somehow that you like know that it originated from a place that was like 
like you were hurt first and only I don't want to romanticize like this sort of depression and despair but like you know someone who's like gone through that knows a sort of remedy or is, can speak to it with a little more like nuance and heart and it's like so clear and you feel it and you're like ah like how did you do this like a still image that's what I'm always dumbfounded by I'm like it's not even moving <laughs> yet I'm feeling so many things um, it's the craziest form of it all even like I think the butterfly book was like really I mean in all of those ways that you just described like important it was influential for me to see and like I could feel that it was just such an honest honest little piece and it like like when I was coming out to my parents, like I thought about that. And I'm sure like so many people have also had that similar process too. I'm gonna cry, thank you. <laughs> you have no idea. Like I, yeah, I think about it. We all. love. <laughs> we love you. I, am, I admire you so much. Oh my goodness. <laughs> anyway, whatever. <laughs> Now that we're past that point, <laughs> no, I, I admire Oli because he's been making such powerful personal work for a really long time. Um, and I honestly was really closeted with my identity showing up in my work up until like last year. Um, and that's like, you know, like a Asian struggle, like wanting to be white or feeling like safer because my name is very like, ambiguously white um and like all the work that I've made was really like heavily personal but a lot of it was abstract uh or not very like clear and in that sense hiding a little bit um and once I sort of came to acknowledge this um you know Thankfully, thankfully, at some point, it made me feel kind of sad <laughs> that I was trying to tuck away this sort of thing, like purposely, purposely trying to be like, I'm not going to like let on that I'm gay or that I'm Asian. I will just kind of be this sort of ambiguous online presence <laughs> for a little while. Um, but it feels good to like be loud and have more pride and um, share those sort of similarities and feelings with other people. Um, and I'm realizing also that I can be like gay and Asian and make all sorts of work that isn't necessarily like centered around that, but their influence is inevitable <laughs> as they're always integrated in who I am. And my work will be about who I am always. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's like, it's this year has been very inspiring, um, you know, just being around like Oli Oli's work. Um, and then through Oli Oli actually like finding more artists um, who are so queer, POC and living it up and having a good time and being like, oh my God, that could be me too. Um, so yeah, it's good to like come out of hiding in a way um, that like you were trained or conditioned into. Being like, I'm the not, more I'm you not. do, like, do you want to make more personal work? Yes, it's like kind of addicting. 
where you know you like draw a main character and you're like that's me high key like not even low key like that's just straight up looks like me but i i'm just gonna roll with it maybe maybe it's like a little narcissistic where you're like ah (laughs) this little me rolled around being myself like my entire grad film is absolutely autobiographical but you know it's just like it's exciting you can self-indulge if you're gonna like put all this work into it at least like have a little fun have a little honesty literally all my ocs are like if i make an oc like they're gonna have the haircut that i'm dreaming of having or like <laughs> currently have like they're all just extensions of ourselves so for real don't worry about it absolutely <laughs> Yeah, I love this new, it's not definitely not new, but like people are way more comfortable and feel safer also to like make work about themselves. Yeah. Um, so last question. Um, is there anyone currently that um, you really look up to as an artist or anyone who is a huge inspiration for your work right now? Other than each other. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't think about anyone other than Oli. Um, I'm not following anyone other than Oli. Please <laughs> like start unfollowing everyone. Oh, I, okay. I might say um, Joni Phillips. I have worked for her for a little while now, um, but she's also where. I, um, cause I worked on her feature animated film last year or two years ago. Um, and I was a part of that team and she's the one who really taught me about team dynamics and how to have like a really good team relationship, which is treating them like humans, surprisingly, um, you know, like checking in on people and taking them out to lunch and just being kind, um, but yeah, she's great. You know, the odds have always been against her and she's still doing it. So yeah, that's, I want to be like that. <laughs> I want to be doing the thing. She is incredible. Um, Oli Oli. Okay, an artist that I am just really enamored with their work is Theo Plum. Literally, they're like, mark making and like the way that they perceive the world is just so fresh and so like there's no regards to like making like art that's really super consumable to like everyone so like they just like they just mark make and they create how they want to like just with no worries and it's just so Honestly, kind of sexy, but also it's just, I just love it. <laughs> Low key, I'm in like my like anime revival phase where I just like making pretty anime art. Um, but I want to be able to let loose and make fun stuff. <laughs> and another artist within that style sphere is Iris, Crow Effigies. Also, really inspiring very cool effigies oh effigies thank you both so much for coming on and talking to us about about yourselves and your work it's been 
like super sweet to listen to. Truly couldn't thank you enough. Thank you. Thanks for hanging and I'm giving so this space. I'm glad you woke up, sir. <laughs> Thanks for so calling funny. me. I was like, why are you calling me? Like, <laughs> We're going to take a little break now, but we'll be right back after this. Introduction by Charlie Kilgore. He's a New York City-based musician and one-sixth of the band Michelle, an R&B pop collective. Right now, Michelle's working hard on a new record after releasing Heatwave back in 2018. They've released three singles, Sunrise, which I was lucky enough to do their music video for, Unbound, and FYO. Definitely check them out. For this week's episode, we put a link in the description to the Ricky Reed visualizer that Jeanette and Ollie Ollie collaborated on. The video is featured on Jeanette's Vimeo page, among a bunch of other gorgeous work that you should definitely check out. For our next interview, we'll be chatting with the wonderful experimental animator, Amanda Bonaiuito. We're super excited to share our conversation with her with all of you. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on, on Straight, Straight Ahead. Ahead.